I would love to have dinner with Ace Ventura, but I just feel like I have so many questions for Tommy Shelby that I need answered. And that's my show right now that I'm obsessed with. So that's the only possible answer I could think of. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon. How are you today, man? I'm great. I woke up in Hawaii, so no complaints. Oh, nice. What are you doing there? I'm just shooting a show here called Doogie Kamealoha, and I'm having an amazing time, and I don't think I'm ever going to work anywhere at this school ever again, so I'm just living <laughs> it where are, uh, Where in Hawaii are you? I'm in Oahu, so I'm staying in Waikiki, which is like, I guess, a section of Honolulu, so it's, it, it looks like a city outside my window. There's big buildings and whatnot. Yeah, man. I love Hawaii. That's awesome. How much of your day is work then, and how much do you have so you can go like have fun? Um, I would, I honestly think it's probably been half and half since I've been up here, you know, 50% of the days on 50% of the days off. I'm I've shot out this episode though. So I have the rest of the week to do nothing, but I don't know if you can tell or hear it in my voice, but I'm very sick right now. So I think that this week will just be spent in bed resting and trying to get better. Well, thanks for taking the time to join us, even though you're not feeling good, man. I appreciate that. No, no, of course. I mean, I get to do it from inside, so it's all good. Uh, I was, um, on TikTok the other day and I saw this TikTok you posted and I was like, wow, that's really nice to see someone being positive. People can be so damn negative. But this said, um, sitting at the airport, realizing I have the exact life I've always dreamed of. Yeah, that was. uh, Tell me about that moment in your mind. What were you thinking about? I mean, that was a very emotional couple days and week for me, shall I say. That was the flight going from New York where I was promoting zombies with Meg to LA where the next day was going to be our um, movie premiere. And I was very overwhelmed with love at that premiere. And um, I, this was even before this happened though. I was just sort of sitting in the airport realizing I'm going from Hawaii to New York, to LA, to Vancouver, to Toronto, to be shooting all these amazing things. And just to see, you know, even before the Zombies 3 came out, just all the love the Zombies franchise was getting was very emotional. And also just to know that I'm doing it all with, you know, one of my best friends ever, Meg. It was just, I, just taking that step back and looking at it was very emotional for me. There's not very many times where you actually get to see it in front of your eyes. You know, you just feel it, but it's when you're doing those things like, those interviews where you see everybody come to you and it's, it's cool. You get to actually see it in front of your face and uh, it becomes very real and is very overwhelming in the best way. So that's what that TikTok was about. Sorry for that long spiel. I'm just, no, I wanted the spiel. that's great. Thing. I wanted yeah. to get inside your head and, and kind of figure out where you were. I love it. This is the life you've always dreamed of, but you've been doing it since you're like, what, like six. I mean, do you remember a time when you weren't an actor? I, you know, Ever since I was, I would say six years old, I was, I started to do musical theater at my school and I absolutely loved that. Um, I mean, that's my true passion is theater. Um, But then when I booked Zombies and I was around 16, that's when I started doing it professionally. And, um, you know, even after Zombies, you know, it's just human nature. I just wanted to do more. I wanted to get to a, a new place. I wanted to do more things, whether that was another Zombies movie or something else. But I guess this week and this month really has given me a lot of time to reflect and just see how far I've come professionally and how I've cultivated my career. And I think just seeing that has been, you know, it's been, it's been crazy. I keep saying overwhelming, but that is really the only word I have for it because I never imagined that I would be in this place at this age. So I'm just truly grateful. You've worked your, your butt off to get where you are. 
Um, people don't see maybe some of the struggle that you deal with as an actor, you deal with rejection. I mean, it's just part of the yeah. job. Um, yeah. So for people that are starting that are maybe discouraged or, or, or going through those, you know, rejections that are inevitable, um, talk about one of the times when you felt like you were rejected or, or oh. there was a, uh, a time one when, of the times, so yeah. many times. Is there a time I mean, that stands out? I mean, they tell you that this happens, but you know, I don't think if it wasn't for my mom, who's also an actress and she knows the industry so well, I don't know if I'd still be doing this because I really get down on myself, especially after doing something like zombies where you just skyrocket and you feel like you're at the top of your game. Um, you know, it's a little bit surprising when after you're going out on countless auditions and, you know, you might not even get a call back and that really hits you. And um, you can't take it personally because there's so many different puzzle pieces that these casting directors and people are working with. You know, maybe you're just too tall. You know, maybe you just you look too similar to somebody else. You know what I mean? And that's sort of what I tell myself. And it's whatever. It's not who, you know, my performance. It just didn't work out. Um, but honestly, you, you told me to think of one instance. I feel like so many auditions that I get, I get super attached to and I'll feel like, oh, I'm so perfect for this role. And then when it doesn't fall through, just like any other thing, it just hurts a little bit more because you attached a little bit more of yourself to it. Yeah, and you got yourself all psyched up for it. Yeah, Totally. To oh my God. There were, you know, I just auditioned for Greece. Um, and I, I auditioned for, they're making two Greases, I think. I'm not sure. Um, a TV show and a movie. And I auditioned for both of them. And I was so excited. I love Greece. I did Greece growing up. It I, seems like I, the perfect thing for you. Absolutely. Dude, I got the hair and everything. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, that that didn't end up working out. And I'm sure whoever is doing that is amazing. But and then I, I booked Prom Pact, which I did, which I think the cast of Prom Pact and the cast of Greece, we were staying together in the same hotel in Vancouver. Like it's totally it all works out the way it needs to work out. It's a perfect storm. My mom, my mom mentions the perfect storm a lot, which is true. How hard is it not to take it personally though, man? And how do you, how do you get around that in your mind? A lot of times in the past, casting agents and directors have been nice enough to, you know, email me or write me and just say, you did an amazing job, but we're going this direction. That always helps. It's not always the case that that happens, but I think it's just reminding yourself that it's not that you're necessarily bad or good. You're just not the right puzzle piece for this fit, you know, and you will fit somewhere else perfectly. It feels like me in every relationship I've ever been in, to be honest with you. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh my God. Dude, so many people are tweeting in questions and a lot of them along these lines. Do you have any advice on how to become an actor? It's my dream job and I'm going to college and university for performing arts, college and university, both. That's pretty nice. serious. Cool. Uh, <laughs> do yeah, you have any yeah. advice? I mean, the, the number one thing that it seems like this person already has down is you really have to check in with yourself. Is this really what you want to do first? Do you just want to be famous or are you really into the craft of acting? And I think once you establish that, that it's really what you want to do, because if it's not what you want to do, it's never going to happen because you really do have to love it and you have to be willing to put in the hours. It's super fun, but it's super hard work. Um, and I think that something for me is just, I, I think that after going to NYU, some of the best piece of uh, advice I ever got was one of my teachers, Andy Schneeflock. He told me, you must be interested, not interesting. So instead of getting on the stage and trying to make everybody laugh or whatever with your scene partner, 
it's much more important to listen to what they're having to say. Um, I, I noticed that when I was doing a scene one time with my friend, I was just trying to make the audience laugh. I was trying to get a reaction from them. And my teacher was like, you're doing too much. You're not listening to your partner. You're not interested in your partner. You're trying to be interesting to us. And the second I locked in and was listening to what he was saying, those reactions that I had were much more genuine and much more intriguing. Authentic. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think acting is just um, living truthfully in an imaginary circumstance. So there's not, there's not much more you have to do on top of that. What did he think about the ending of the movie and the final chapter in the zombie series? We don't know if this is the final chapter, do we? It's not. You no, know, it's a, I think that we did a really good job of wrapping it up if it needs to be wrapped up or being able to continue it if that's something that the fans really want. But we'll, we're just going to have to see. The, the ending, though, you know, me and Meg, we're um, producers on this one. And the ending was something that we felt really passionate about and had many ideas for. Originally, I can't really remember the specifics, but we were all sort of in separate areas, um, to, like separated the aliens, the werewolves, the humans, the zombies. And me and Meg thought it was really important that we were all together at the end of this movie. So I'm happy that that, you know, turned out the way it did. And we also got to call back a bunch of things from the other movies, the, the light garden from the first one, the sticks with the werewolves from the second one. So we thought that that was really cool. And I'm, I'm happy with the way that the movie ended up. Were there any particularly difficult scenes to film? As much as the dances are my absolute favorite, they're ridiculously challenging, especially wow, that is not what I expected you to say. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, the For a guy who finished second on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Look, I always consider myself not a dancer with the world's best dance training. Like I've done all these zombies movies and Dancing with the Stars, and like I uh, like with everybody that's been on my team and helped me. Like they've, I've definitely come a long way. But even so, I feel like most of the like I feel like most of the cast are naturally better dancers than I am I'm sure that they would disagree with you on that one but still like you know everybody has their own you know swag and sauce which I really appreciate when I'm watching these people dance like Meg and Chandler Ariel Pierce amazing dancer um and when I watch them I'm like damn they're so confident and you know I'm I'm a confident dancer too but it's it's tough but when we're doing for example, Alien Invasion, and that takes place over the course of, it was like four or five nights in a row where you're going home every morning at 8 a.m. and then going back to work at 6 p.m. Oh yeah, your sleep schedule gets messed up and you get like delirious. And that was, a, that was a hard week to push through, but also it's like, we're all in this same boat together. So um, it was kind of funny. And when you're that tired, all your walls go down and you just become your complete true self. And we're all just <laughs> laughing all the time. And, but yeah, I would say alien invasion was challenging, but super fun. And then also just exceptional Zed was, there were lots of crazy dance moves and look, look, I got a, a secret to tell you. I'm a big sweater. And when it's hot out and we're doing these dances over and over again, like, geez, do I have to keep dabbing my face because I am just working so hard out there and I keep sweating. And so I think that the dances that we do in the middle of the night and the dances that we do when it's hot out are the hardest ones for me to do. So th those are the ones. But, you know, it's always it's always fun on top of it all. So there's no complaints whatsoever. You mentioned Exceptional Zed. Is that your favorite uh, song on the soundtrack? I do love that song for many reasons. I think my favorite song on the soundtrack is probably Ain't No Doubt About It, which is the duet that me and Meg have. Um, 
I think it's the cutest song. It's the song that like I think I've been listening to the most. Uh, Exceptional as that is very special to me. Um, but I think if I had to pick one favorite, it would probably be the one between me and Meg. You and uh, Meg, the chemistry is so great that you know it's good when everyone wants to ship you uh, right. when you're <laughs> in real yeah. life. Um, yeah. You see that and you're like, well, I guess we did a good job. That has to make you feel like, wow, we really did portray what we were trying to, right? Totally. And it's like, you know, people want to bring Zedison to real life, but it's also me and Meg that make Zedison alive in the first yes. place. I have so much love in my heart for Meg. And I feel like that's what shows on screen and that's what people love. But we, me and Meg started this at the beginning. You know, we've had people trickling in as the movies have continued. We've had, you know, our OG cast is us too. And then, you know, uh, Eliza, Bonzo, Bucky, those characters, just the zombies and the humans. But me and Meg, you know, we were the first two at the beginning that were cast. And I, I tell the story all the time. We originally were reading with different people. She was reading with, I think, like Kevin Quinn or something. And I was reading with Olivia Rodrigo and Sophia Wiley, completely different girls. Wow. And um, uh, one day, I think they just saw me and Meg talking in the lobby um, when we should have been rehearsing with our other people. <laughs> And they were like, you guys should probably read together and let's see what's up. And we read, I only read with Meg like a couple times, whereas I read with other girls many more times. And when I think when they saw me and Meg together, it, it the decision became clear to them. And we had one final audition where we sang like Frozen or something, Love is an Open Door. And I think they saw our chemistry there and then they pulled the trigger, which I'm very grateful for. How was your experience with Olivia Rodrigo, by the way? Now that everyone's heard that name come up in this conversation, they're going to want to know how that went down. Great. You know, I'm so happy with all of her success. She's just skyrocketing. I, I, I hope she's doing well. I love her so much. I have nothing but good things to say about her. And, you know, she would have made a great Addison, but I'm, I'm glad that we got Meg on the project. Um, you know, she, but she's great. I had a great time reading with her and I'd like to see her soon. I'd love to catch up with her and see what's No, up. she's got a, a super big heart. I love her to death. Jane at Z3 era says, if you could star in a film with any actor dead or alive, who would it be and why? Whoever tweeted that, I love you. Um, if I could be in a movie with one person, it would be Jim Carrey. I love Jim Carrey. I know he just retired, but I'm going to bring him back into the game. Um, Jim Carrey is, besides my mom, the person that got me into acting, I was obsessed with him growing up. He is like, you know, I don't get starstruck very easily, but I think if I were to see him again, I saw him one time and my knees buckled. Like I literally <laughs> obsessed with him. He's, he's such a trailblazer. And you know, he, he's the person that got me interested in acting and it would be a blessing to be in a movie with him. I used to be obsessed with him. I, I know everything about him. Um, and to, I don't know, to play his son or something would be really cool. So we'll see what, what happens with that. Have you ever um, met somebody that made you nervous to meet them? The only people that make me nervous are singers. I feel like Jim Carrey is probably the only actor that could do that to me. But when I met Selena Gomez, for instance, that was a very heart beating, very fast moment. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I, it's really musicians that that make me nervous. And my mom is the same way. And we've always talked about that. And we wonder why that is. Maybe it's just because, you know, we are actors. We're familiar with with these people. But yeah, even so, I just, you know, I just feel like uh, musicians are like gods and goddesses that I want to like, met that. Selena. I met Selena at like the Teen Choice Awards and I was like 13 or something. <laughs> 
would love to meet her again. I think we'd hit it off. Um, you know, we're part of the Disney fam together. So we, we have that to bond on. Uh, uh, the same yeah, person asked, off. does he still want to go behind the camera uh, as a film in, in film as a director? Is that something you want to do? Absolutely. You know, I originally I wanted to be a director before actor. And I just sort of thought to myself and I was like, you can't really be a 12 year old director in this industry, but you can't get your foot in the door as a 12 year old actor. So um, I, I think that for me, the way that I want to get there is through acting. And personally, I, I ha- I'm not rushing it at all. And um, knowing that that opportunity will co- present itself whenever it's meant to has given me a lot of peace. And I know that eventually I'll step into the director's shoes, but I'm loving my life right now. I'm loving acting. Um, it's definitely a life goal to do that. The, the question is just when. Um, but, you know, we'll see how how that all unfolds. Um, you know, I, I was a producer on Zombies 3, which I feel like is a step in that direction, having yeah. some people say behind the camera. But I absolutely love directing. I loved directing growing up, like just making little movies on my like camcorder because I love telling my friends what to do and bossing them around. But I also, you know, <laughs> Love having that creative say, you know, and structuring the movie. As an actor, I've noticed the biggest difference between on stage and film acting is on stage, the the production belongs to the actors. You know, you, everyone's watching you real time and whatever you do is what's going to be perceived. When you're shooting a movie, you know, you do 10 takes of whatever, and then the director picks which one and they, they align it however they want it to be. They could, you know, even make you say something that you didn't say if they really wanted that to happen. That usually doesn't happen, but um, it's really in the hands of the director. So it would be really cool to be able to experience that side of things. And what about your role as, as producer on, on Zombies 3? What, what did you do in that role? What exactly is required of you as a producer? So me and Meg, when... I guess signing our contracts for this third one, we both kind of knew that it was important that we had more creative say on this one. Not that they weren't collaborative with us on the first two. Um, It's just that at this point, you know, I hate to say this and people are probably going to fight me on it, but I feel like me and Meg are the two people in the world that care the most about this movie, you know? And we know what, I mean, of course, Disney knows what the kids are looking for, but we also have a pretty good idea of it as well. And when we got the first script, it was a, it, it's very similar to what the movie ended up being. But there were literally just a couple things that me and Meg were like, we think the kids would love it if this, and it's important to us if that. And like one of the things that I think Meg suggested and ended up in the movie is when me and her are leaving each other for the first time, I don't want to spoil too much, yeah. watch the movie, but it's out now so I can say whatever I want. But when we're leaving each other, we originally didn't say I love you. And I was like, I think this is, we agreed that this was a very pivotal moment in the movie and the franchise for us to express that to each other. And I think it worked out great. Like I said earlier in this interview, the ending song was very different than what it is now. Um, We, we suggested that we were all together at the end of this movie as a cast. And we brought back a lot of these, you know, old things from the zombies one and two that ended up working out. And just the the biggest thing for me as a producer is a lot of the times when you get to um, whatever it is you're shooting, it's not what you really expected. The set is a little bit different. Maybe we're dancing. We don't have as much time to get here or we have to change a line because it doesn't work with where we are. 
And as a producer, I had a much bigger say in what we changed those things to, um, whether that was a dance move or a little line or something. Um, I remember on Zombies 2, you know, when I think it's like me and James and Kylie and Carla are pulling up to the werewolf den if things weren't working out. And I think we just cut that scene. And if we, if I had been a producer, we might've been able to, you know, come up with something that might've worked. Um, but it, I'm very happy that it worked out this way. And I feel like me and Meg definitely made our mark on this movie. And I think that that's why I've been so emotional about it is because I'm attached to it in a completely different way now. It sounds like a really fun role for you and a really fun set to be on, very collaborative and fun. There were so many things going on. Didn't Kylie like have a baby while filming and she like brought the baby on set? She totally had a baby while filming. I think that she, I don't know if she ended up bringing the baby to set. The baby was at the premiere and the baby was at when we did Magic Quest in, uh, in Florida. But the way that Disney adjusted to her not being able to be there I think is genius. Yeah, and it's crazy. I just want to, yeah, the, you have to watch the movie to see that. Those days, oh, you asked me what the hardest thing was. It was working with the robot Eliza because it was kind of a, look, no offense to the people that created robot Eliza. It's an amazing creature, but it's kind of a janky piece of equipment. And we, those takes, you know, we, we had to do maybe like 40 takes on some of those because you know, it would get jammed or it wouldn't turn all the way. And we really had to be patient with the robot Eliza. So Kylie, if you're listening, you're welcome. You've just crushed some geeky engineer's life by saying that. No, he knows how amazing he did. <laughs> we, we talked to him about it on set. It was two guys actually, but there was only one. They didn't build two. So we had to take very good care of this <laughs> robot. Um, which we did. Well, I love your passion and enthusiasm, man. Uh, Zombies 3 on Disney. If the audience reaction is any indication, this is not going to be the last one. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. That's up for Disney to decide. Do you have time to answer five random-ass questions? I totally have time to answer five random-ass questions. Let's get it then. Number five, what is the last song you turned up really loud? The last song that I played really loud, besides Ain't No Doubt About It from Zombies 3, it's a song called Daydream. It's kind of emo, but I was watching America's Got Talent and the girl that got this golden buzzer, she made me cry. It was just with this song. So I downloaded the song on Spotify and I've been listening to it and it's it's amazing. So Daydream, it's really good though. And I think she's from Hawaii. Lily Mayola, that's her name. She has to be from Hawaii. That sounds yeah, very Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, so I've just been vibing to that while I'm in Hawaii too. So that's the, that song. Who's your biggest role model? I think my biggest real life role model is my mom. Um, she has taught me everything and I would definitely not be where I am today without her. My biggest not in real life role model is probably Jim Carrey. I, I idolize Jim Carrey. I love him so much. There's so many actors that I look up to, um, but he's the one that really like set the pace for me. Um, yeah, I would say him. And also I love LeBron James. He does a lot of good stuff for the world. <laughs> so LeBron. He does. Big have you fan. met LeBron? I have met LeBron. His son actually went to my high school. Oh, Brown. wow. Okay. Yeah. So um, I met him at like a basketball game or something at my school, which is a weird place to meet him. And But he was really nice and super cool guy. Milo, what's your dream role? My dream role is probably to be some sort of like James Bondy type character where he's like a spy or like a superhero or something like that. Who was your first crush? My first crush was Selena Gomez. I love her so much. And she still is the crush that, you know, remains strong in my heart. Um, my first real life crush 
in, you know, that I knew personally, I think, I think it was, her name was Sophie Levy and it's Sean Levy's daughter. And we went to the same school and, um, I, I was obsessed with her for like three years since like kindergarten to second grade. So she was my first. <laughs> she know real that now? I'm sure she knows that. If not, then I'm sure someone will send her this interview or something. But <laughs> I'm pretty like I, she was aware that I was obsessed with her from kindergarten to second grade. I don't know if she's forgotten that. But Sophie, I was obsessed with you. So now, you know. All right. Last question. If you could have dinner with any fictional character. Who would it be and why? If I could have dinner with any fictional character, it would be Thomas Shelby from Peaky Blinders. That's not what I expected you to say. I thought it was going to be a Jim Carrey character. <laughs> no, look, I would love to have dinner with Ace Ventura, but I just feel like I have so many questions for Tommy Shelby that I need answered. And that's my show right now that I'm obsessed with. So that's the only possible answer I could think of. But obviously any Jim Carrey character, I would be honored to have dinner with, except maybe like, Lemony Snicket or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Super but, awkward. Yeah. Well, Milo, yeah, thank yeah. you for your time, man. This has been a lot of fun. It really, really has. Thank you. I hope I see you soon. All Great right, you too, brother. Have fun in Hawaii, man. Will do. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Canon.